hey, it's 2018. For some reason, the beginning of the new year, everyone is excited and thrilled this week, making some big goals. Unfortunately, the majority don't reach them. I don't want that to happen to the two of you, especially with your big money goals. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about what are the top three money goals that people have, how you can get your spouse on board with money this year, and find and achieve the right money goal for the two of you. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building up your marriage and wealth together. I'm Elle Martinez. Support for this podcast comes from Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money Masterclass. This course is designed to help you two get on the same page with money, dump your debt faster, and get you on the path to financial freedom. Sign up for the class today and get lifetime access. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash jumpstart. Are you two ready to have the best year ever with not only your finances, but your marriage? If so, you're ready ahead of the curve. According to Fidelity's latest New Year financial resolution studies, only 27% of Americans are planning on making finances their focus. Do you know what are the most common money goals people make? It's saving more, paying down debt, and spending less. And you might have that for your goal for this year. Now, can you guess how many people fail with their goals for the new year? 50%, maybe 70. I was reading John Acuff's latest book, Finish, and he had pointed out 92% of people fail with their new year's goals. That's insane. And of course, there are a ton of different reasons. There's things that are going on in your life, but a lot of it is the goal you choose and how you design it. What do I mean by that? Let's take those goals. Saving more, paying down debt, spending less. They're actually really good things to work towards, but they're not great goals. A few things stand out to me when I saw them. For one thing, they're too vague. How will you know when you're done? If you're trying to save more, are you looking for $5 a month? Or are you looking for $500? So that kind of gets into the next point, which is there's no way to track your progress with these goals. We love to see progress. We love to have wins to encourage us to continue. And those goals don't have that. And finally, if you look at the goals, there's no reason why behind it. Why do you want to save more? Do you want to save more because you want to have a buffer, an emergency fund, should something happen? That's a smart move. Maybe you're trying to pay down debt because you're sick and tired of your current job, or maybe you want to change your work situation so you have more time for the family. That's a why. And then spending less. Why do you want to spend less? Maybe you guys see that you have so much junk in your house. It's just a waste of your time. You're not really getting any happiness from it. Maybe you want to free that money up for another goal that means so much to you. So you see, the way you put your goals out there has a huge effect on whether or not you're going to achieve them. But for a lot of couples, they sit down and they say, we're going to do one of these things. We're going to save more, pay down debt, spend less. 
and they want to work with their spouse, but their spouse just isn't on board. So how do you get your spouse on board with money? If you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance that you are the doer in the relationship when it comes to finances. You're the one who's looking at the numbers and you're saying, you know what, I'm frustrated with what's going on. I'd love to make this better. And you probably already have a goal in the back of your mind that you want your spouse to get excited about, but they're just not there. Maybe you guys saw how much debt you're in and you're like, you know what, I am sick and tired of this. I want to knock this out. But your husband or wife, they're just kind of dragging their feet. Or they could be vocal about it and just say, no, I don't want to do this. So how can we fix this? I have yet to see someone be married to a person who loves being stuck in debt and living paycheck to paycheck. Usually the bottom line is they don't feel like the goal you came up with or you guys talked about is really their goal. So there's a few ways that you can get them on board and it will make a huge difference. It's helped us and other couples getting on the same page with finances. The first one is the big one. They don't see the why clearly. Start asking, what do you want to do once we reach this goal? For example, if debt, you want to get rid of the credit card debt, what would you like to do? You know, maybe we can travel more. Maybe one of us can work from home or we can change up our careers to something that we both enjoy. Talk about that. Dumping debt and saving more are great things to work towards, but that's not the point of it all. Talking about the quality of life, what do you guys want to do? What do you value? What are your priorities? Chat about it. And let's be honest, it's hard to stick to a budget or a new plan when you don't feel like there's a real motivation. It's not really meaningful. So if you want to increase your chances of reaching your goals, have a daily reminder. You know, maybe make your phone or a laptop background. Be a picture of what you truly want. On my phone, I have my family. I love them a lot. But it's also part of my goal. Finances, getting them squared away, paying down debts, paying off our mortgage faster. Those are good, but I'm doing this because I want to have more time with my family. And my husband feels the same way. So we have these daily reminders there. For you, maybe you can do it kind of like a little project on a date night. Print out something, make a little collage. Maybe you can keep a corkboard with inspirational pics. <laughs> this is not just something to make you feel better. This is retraining your minds and strengthening your commitment as a team together. So talk about that why and come up with a way that you can remind yourselves of that. The second thing is the intensity and the timeline that you've created just isn't their speed. My buddy Tony and her husband Colin had dealt with this. Years ago, they had over $100,000 of debt and they both agreed that it was time to get rid of it. However, they weren't seeing eye to eye on how to do it. Tony had discovered Dave Ramsey and she got gazelle intense. She was ready to go rice and beans on that. Her husband though, not so much. And really, they both had fantastic reasons for that. 
Tony was looking at the perspective that they could get out of debt faster. They would have all this freedom once it was done. And her husband was looking at the now and the situation. And he's like, yes, we need to get out of debt. But we also are in a special time in our lives. We, Our kids are young. I want to make sure we're taking the opportunity to spend time with them. So it wasn't necessarily a right versus wrong, him versus her. It was they agreed on the why. They just couldn't agree on the how. The key to knocking out this debt together was acknowledging their differences and respecting each other's style. So they went ahead and adjusted the family budget to a level that they both agreed with. And then Tony went gazelle intense on a few things, such as lunches out, family's activities. And as Colin saw the results that they were having, he became more engaged. So did they ever get exactly on the same line with finances? No, and that was fine. They were on the same page. They had the same motivation. They found their common ground and they supported each other's approach and they did become debt-free. And to me, that's a double win. Finally, and I don't think this gets talked about often enough, you could have a great goal but it's the wrong goal for the two of you, which sounds a little crazy, but so let me explain this one. Most couples are trying to do the right things with their money, but sometimes they go with what other people are doing and they don't discuss what they need and what they want. And this had happened with Lindsay and Zach. I had interviewed them last year. After getting married, they did what they thought was the right next step, which is buying a house. To them, it was something they were supposed to do. Unfortunately, that rush led them down an extremely tough situation that crushed their finances. They were stuck with a home that they couldn't sell. And now they are happily digging out of debt. And I'm so glad because they're working together on what they need and what they want to do. And it's a long journey, but they're happier and less stress. So if you're ready to tackle finances, but your spouse isn't so much, go ahead, make a money date this week and discuss what they want to do. It can be a game changer. Now, once the two of you are excited and you know in general what you want to do, how do you create your plan that you're actually gonna achieve it. The key to it is making it a SMART goal. If you listen to the podcast or you've known me for a bit, you know how much I'm a fan of SMART goals. If you're not familiar with them, SMART goals, well, the SMART part, it's an acronym for how you design your goals. And the general idea is you're creating a goal that is focused, that is giving you clarity for why you're doing it, And it also gives you a way to keep track of your progress. So I'll just go over real quick. With SMART goals, the S is for being specific. You're not saving more, but instead you're saying, okay, you know what? We're putting $100, $500, whatever it is per paycheck into savings. It's also measurable. Remember I talked to you earlier, like how can you tell if you succeeded or not? So measurable is we're trying to get to three to six months of living expenses in our savings account. That would be something that you can track and measure how well you're doing, or if you're having a bad month and those things happen, how off track are you so you can fix it. 
the A is attainable. This is a goal that you want to achieve, you need to achieve, but it's realistic with your circumstances. Now, some people will argue that you can go with ambitious. That's fine. But if this is your first goal, honestly, go with something attainable that still will have a big impact on your finances. And the R is relevant and results focus. You want to make sure that Again, this goal, like we mentioned with Zach and Lindsay, and a lot of couples fall into this, this goal means something to you. It is meaningful to the two of you. It's not what you're supposed to do, but when you're looking at your finances, you're doing the debt snowball. You are paying down the credit cards because this is important to you for a bigger reason. You have your why, so make sure you're clear on that. And then the last one with the T is that it's time-based. Have it for the end of the year. Of course, you're going to have bigger goals for your marriage, but if you're setting something for the year, make by December 31st, we want to do this. It makes it easier to come up with a plan because you have an endpoint, and today's the first week of January. What does that mean monthly? What does that mean per paycheck you're going to do to get there? So you take that goal, and because it's very specific, because you designed it this smart way, it's much easier and clearer to see how you're going to do this. So I want you guys to succeed. I hope this helps out. And throughout this podcast and this season, we're going to be sharing stories, ours and from other couples that have achieved big goals. So please send them in. What goals do you have? I want to share those stories. We're going to make this year your best year. Thanks for being a part of the show. As always, I have all the info and details in the show notes. I've included links, tools, resources to get the two of you started with your goals. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash smart goals. And exciting news, guys. I had many of you ask for more videos. Well, they're here. Couple Money is now on YouTube. And starting this week, we have a weekly show on Mondays. It'll give a marriage and money tip to help you guys succeed. And since this week's episode directly ties in with today's podcast, that'll be in the show notes as well. And if you two want to give your marriage and bank account a boost this year, go ahead and join our community. We have a ton of resources to help you to reach your big money goals. Every month, we're going to have two marriage and money workshops to help you with your biggest headaches. And we have some free courses coming up and some out now, including five days to 5K. So if you need to bump up your savings or get that debt snowball rolling, sign up at couplemoney.com slash 5K. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? What? You haven't? Listen, it's free and easy. We're out there on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Overcast, and more. You can also grab the feed off our site so you can listen to the show from whatever podcast app you prefer. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere and Music for Makers. And thank you so much for being a part of the community. And if you want to reach out to me with any questions you have about money and marriage, send them in. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Couple Money. And of course, you can email me.
just go ahead to l at couplemoney.com with your emails. I hope you have a great week. Take care.